1: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Boomzies, boomzies,
0: boomzies, boomzies. Well- Nada on, the New theme song. So
1: glad that you're here. Ooh, I got a
0: great email about uh, that theme song sent to me by. Oh, God, Gmail. Figure your crap out. There it is. Eric. Shelky. Sent this. Hey, Dan. That Boomsies song that Nada Moore made is f- fire. Holy smokes. Eric, I couldn't agree more. This is Boomsies. Sorry for swearing off the top and swore, sworey, sworey. I'm so sworey. Sorry for my red complaint. More red than usual. I am Irish. I have, uh. Red tinge to my skin. Made worse by uh, playing in a golf tournament yesterday. Didn't wear proper skin protection. I had a hat on. I wore a chapeau. But didn't uh, expect it to be so sunny. Episode 80. The Nick Antropoff episode... 788 games in the NHL. Fun fact, how he got number 80. When he was on the Leafs, the Leafs got Owen Nolan, and uh, everyone's like, uh, the, he wears number 11. So Antropov took 80. Used to be 11. Owen Nolan shows up. Antropov, you're 80. Tall guy, six foot six. And another fun fact about Nicky Antropov... Became a Canadian and citizen. Became a Canadian citizen when he was with the Leafs. Not sure what he's doing now. I try to find things on the internet. Sometimes I can't find them. They aren't there. No one knows. What's up, everybody? Ah, mentioned I was in a golf tournament. Monday of this week, one of my favorite days of the year. And I will readily admit, I despise golf tournaments. I used to work at a TV station here in Canada. I think it's now defunct. Defunct? Defunct? I think they went out of business a long time ago. Mismanagement. Anyway, they would put on a uh, a golf tournament at Glen Abbey. It's uh, one of the most iconic golf courses in Canada. Extremely overrated. No offense to anyone that works there. It's just if you go to play, it's like two hundred and fifty or three hundred bucks. I'm sorry, I'm not paying that. But I'll play in a golf tournament that I'm told to go to because my work says I have to be there. So they would have to purchase the course for late on a Sunday night all the way through Monday because they have to set everything up. So I'm just trying to figure out the cost of this. And you have to show up at this event at like 7 a.m. So you have to go through rush hour traffic to get there. And then it ends right around like four or five. So you have to go through rush hour traffic to get home. And I would tell the organizers, I'm like, No one finds this enjoyable. No one finds a six-hour round with strangers and then having to sit and listen to speeches fun. But they would swear to me. They're like, no, people love it. They tell us this is their favorite event. I said, no, they're just saying that to you because they don't want to be mean. So my idea always was, hey, you want to throw an event for the people that spend money on your god-awful station? You organize a surprise concert in downtown Toronto. So you, you cover their, it would have been taxis at the time, you cover their taxi to the event, taxi home. They can go with their spouse, their girl, whoever they want. They can bring a plus one. And you show up and it's like, Kells. Or you show up and it's like uh, some 41. You show up, it's Brian Adams. You don't know who you're going to see, but it's a surprise musical act. And you're like, whoa, that was memorable. And I didn't have to spend 10 hours in the baking sun and then try find my way home after everyone at that event's had, I don't know, 10 drinks. And they're like, oh, I guess I got to drive home now. At my planned surprise concert event, you got your ride to and from taken care of. Guess what they thought of my idea? They did not like it. I always wonder how much they spent on that golf tournament and how many jobs that could have saved. But, oh, what do I know? So Monday played in Jeremy Taggart, good friend of uh, Boomsies, good friend of mine, good friend of Jay's. Um, He invites me every year to a tournament called Stomp the Stigma. It's at Summit Golf Club, top of Yonge Street in Toronto. It's a gateway to open the dialogue on suicide. It's in memory of Kyle Travis. It is a very an emotional event. It's so well run with just a superb group of people and done in such uh a, a terrific soul's honor that I love going to it get to see a lot of people I only that's not my only time I see them there during the year and everyone's there for one goal to keep Kyle's memory alive and to open the dialogue about mental health. So Taggart was there. Tim Oxford from Kells was there. I jokingly, this happens to me a lot. So this is like my five or fifth or sixth stump the stigma event I've been to. And the second or third last one, I'd met Tim a bunch of times. He's the drummer for Arkells. And he came up to me like the second or third time I met him. He goes, By the way, uh, Dan, I'm Tim. I don't know if you met. I'm like, We've, this is like our third or fourth time meeting. So now every time I see him, I'm like, Hi, hi, I'm Dan. Uh, Tim, is it? But that's happened at least three or four times in my life where I've met someone three or four times. Maybe I, maybe they think I look at them like I don't know them. Maybe I've got like a, Cloudiness to my eyes, or I look I look at them like, who the fuck are you? Maybe I need to change the way I look at people. Maybe it's a me problem and not theirs, and they're just being nice by reintroducing themselves. Uh the legend that is Rod Black was there. Whenever I see Rod, he's uh, i'll see him at an airport. We're we're going distant different ways, and we're both he's, Rod, good to see you, buddy. This time I saw him in a golf cart. Rod good seeing it. and then I never saw him again. He had to go to another event. John McDermott. Legendary singer. Grew up on his music. Sings old Irish ballads. He sang Danny Boy before dinner. And I am listening to that. And I'm like, ah, this making a mental note. Put that in my will. They got to play Danny Boy at my funeral. Because I don't want, I want everyone just bawling. I want tears a-flowing. And he had a CD of Irish ballads that my parents always played. So I grew up listening to him. And John, every time I see him, he gives me a massive bear hug. Invites uh, my kids and I to his Christmas concert in Toronto every year. Just a wonderful soul. Brian Mudrick, the voice of the Habs. He was there. Always loved seeing him. Dave Poolin, another former coworker, just a quality human. Always a smile on his face. Always positive. Uh, Mike Johnson, another former coworker was there. Love that guy. He's always smiling. And I told him one of the first times we started working together. I once lived and worked with, I lived and worked with my boss, my first job in Vancouver. I was an airborne traffic reporter and my boss and I, we spent a lot of hours together and then, well, we just started living together. That's how, that's how things work at work, right? You work with your boss for a bit, then you live together. Oh, it's not. Oh, Okay. But Mike Johnson, I think he was with the Coyotes then, and we were watching a Canucks game, and they showed him. and my My boss slash girlfriend was like, "Oh, he's cute." And every time, I don't know if we were watching a lot of Coyotes hockey or what, but she'd always remark upon that, and she had, like the biggest crush. So, second or third time working with Mike Johnson, I I told him, good for the ego. Someone's Significant other has a massive crush on you. Uh, Gary Roberts was there. Every Every time I see Gary, I grab him one of his arms and say, do you even lift, bro? And that's all I say. And then I walk away. I don't know if he finds it humorous. I do. Because he's still a massive human. Corey Warren was there. C-Dub. Hadn't seen him in ages. Quentin Byfield was there. L.A. King. Jack Armstrong was there. It was a who's who of celebrities. And I saw Jack when we were having breakfast and I'm like, Jack, I never do this, but when I see you later at dinner, I want you to record a video for my mom. He said, Dan, no problem. So I'm like, ah, I'm not going to corner him or anything and then during dinner, I saw him sitting there by himself and I went over with my phone. I said, Jack, here we go. He says, what's your mom's name? I said, Sandra. He proceeded to tape like a two-minute video saying, Sandra O'Toole, I love you. I love your son, Dan. He's just a good kid. And then he starts throwing in the catchphrases and he's like, uh, yada, 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 and get that garbage out of here. And I'm like, Whoa! Do I have to? Is this like a cameo? Do I have to pay for this after? So my mom uh, loved that. I got my money's worth from from that. So if you want to check out that event, just uh, Google Stomp the Stigma. Tremendous uh, work that they're doing to raise awareness for mental health. And it's kind of how I end every podcast here. Like, give someone a hug. You don't know what they're going through. Haven't heard from someone in a while? Reach out to them. Family members, quiet or seems off? Check on them. Start the conversation. That's the biggest thing they try to get across. Just start the conversation. I uh, Played like crap at this golf tournament. Someone, Someone on one hole... Got a hole in one. Okay, that's pretty cool. A golf tournament. What do you win? There was a brand new Mercedes sitting all around the course. This cat won a brand new Mercedes. And I'll stop you right there because you're thinking, okay, he didn't win the Mercedes, Dan. He got a one year lease or a two year lease, which is always the deal. Uh uh. He won a Mercedes, not a lease. He won the car. And not only that, he won $25,000. Retire from golf after that. You cannot get a better day. A Mercedes, $25,000, and you got to see Jack Armstrong. I'm done. Retired from golf. I don't even think our group hit a... Oh, no, no, we got it on one. I was 20 feet from the pin. That's the closest we got on a par three. And that car's sitting on each of the par three tee boxes. And I just look at it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be great driving away from... The, oh, shit, my tee shot went 20 yards. I don't do good under pressure. Uh, Last year, I played in this event, and um, a lot of people at uh, at the golf tournament listened to the podcast I did following last year's event. They know the episode number. I believe they said it was episode 25 because I remarked, I went into detail about the group I played with. They were all insurance adjusters. And the line I said was seven holes in and every story is about insurance adjusting. So I said to them, do you guys have any stories that don't involve insurance adjusting? So people are coming up to me, giving me that line. I'm like, I didn't know it was such a hit. So I think I need to start doing insurance adjusting corporate gigs. So if I can line those up. I think that's a new cash cow into the O'Toole household. Finally, get to pay for a Costco gift card. Those are pricey, and I'm never going to pay money to a store so then I can give them money to buy things in their store. Someone make that make sense. I ain't doing it. This year, I played with a doctor. A steakhouse guy from Barbarians runs the place. A developer. A club pro. And then a cousin of the Travis family. So I don't know what his job was. And this is a a me problem. I've gotten better in my old age. Is for the longest time, I never asked people what they did. But I had a very good reason. Because then they in turn have to ask you what you do. And if you ask someone first what they do for a living. And you work in TV. I always felt it was like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to tell you that I'm on TV. When that's the last thing I ever talk about. Is being... At one time in my life on TV, or that I do a dumb podcast now, so I never ask people because I thought I think in the back of their mind, oh, he just want he just wanted us to uh, talk about the TV that he's on. I see what he's doing. That's a that's a me problem. I wanted to dive into something that I experienced last week. Hours after taping our podcast, I went to an event in my hometown at the home of the Peterborough Peets, and I was excited. We we knew this event was coming up for months and months. Had the tickets, I was telling my mom, I'm like, I, I can't, I can't believe it's tonight. And she's like, I think you're more excited than your daughter. And I'm like, 100% because I go into an event head first. I don't dip a toe in. I'm going in for the full experience. And this event was Peppa Pig Live. Like any movie, like any restaurant, I never want to see a preview of the movie. I don't want to look at a restaurant's menu. I want to be surprised. People dissect restaurant menus. Why don't you just want to go in and like look and just be put to the gun? When they come to your table, you got to make a decision now. Oh, this is when I'm, This is when I work well. The only time under pressure I work well is with a menu. So I tried my hardest not to look at clips of Peppa Pig Live, but my kids dialed it up one day and I saw a glimpse and I'm like, oh no, 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 that's someone putting on Peppa Pig Live at like a school gymnasium. This, we're going to see the pros. We got great seats. We uh, we get in there. There's so the Peppa Pig range. There was six month olds up to about. I think it topped out about seven years old, seven maybe eight. So that's a tough crowd to keep their attention. Parents that are like, "Okay, we got we got a good hour. They're gonna." And through all these kids, we won't have to do anything. Get to our seats, I see the stage, and I'm like, oh boy, this this is not a good start. They had two wooden shrubs, so something you'd see in a school production, a piece of wood shaped like a shrub, standing up on the stage two of those I'm like okay those can be some set changes and then they had a big video screen up there show started late which come on we got them there on time start the show on time my daughter's like i i want some peppa pig so, I'm like, okay, we'll go get. There's these kids that have the spinny fans. It's a fan that when you hit the button, it spins around and it lights up. Okay, that's a good little piece of memorabilia. It's a little Peppa Pig on there that costs landed from China, 30 cents max. Go down to the merch table. I'm like, give me one of those Peppa Pigs. What are we looking at here? Uh, that'll be $35. I, uh, uh, ooh. Ooh, what's that now? Said this better last a lifetime. He said, eh, hopefully it lasts longer than the batteries. I'm <laughs> like, whoa. I like your honesty. I begrudgingly hand you this $35 because it was an all cash deal. Sly dogs, those Peppa Pig merch people. Cash transactions, hard to trace. Well, impossible to trace, actually. So had the merch, had the popcorn, we were ready for a production. Lights go down. Opening theme for Peppa Plays. And you don't need to know the Peppa Pig world to know It's a show about pigs. It's about Peppa, her brother George, mommy pig, daddy pig. She's got friends and she goes to school. There's other animals in there. But Peppa is a pig. Lights go down and out onto the stage comes a human. Right off the hop, you've lost us. The the kids are like, Whoa, that's that's not Peppa. Who's that? I'm like, I don't know who this cat is. But she don't belong here. So then she's looking for her friends, and then characters start coming out. And when you hear Peppa Pig Live, you're thinking full costumes. We got the the experience of seeing Peppa Pig, but in costume form. That didn't happen. They start pushing out three foot high puppets that were on pedestals in which humans, clearly visible humans, stood behind them and controlled like one arm and then did their mouth part. So, two minutes in, kids are saying, what's the human doing out there? And next, why are those people standing behind those other things? And then they, they had questions about why the characters were not moving by them. So you've lost the crowd. Right out of the gate. And then finally Peppa shows up. You think Peppa would be, they just make her larger and maybe she's in full costume. She wasn't. It's 10 minutes in, crowd's gone. So, to the organizers of Peppa Pig Live, I would like my money back. I didn't pay for the tickets, but I will give the money to the purchaser of the tickets because that production was a travesty. And they had the gall to add an intermission. There was no set changes. They went to school once. So they bring out a fake chalkboard also on a piece of wood that they painted. They went on a school bus, a big piece of wood. Kids had questions. They're like, well, why can we see their feet? I am like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. This, this was a bad, this was a bad decision. And I'm sorry we're experiencing this together, but. I am I'm smiling. I'm I'm waiting for a song to sing along to. Nothing. 1 hour and 15 minutes of my life that Peppa Pig live organizers I I was in. You had me. And then you lost me and everyone there. Like I've said with a lot of things on this podcast, Peppa Pig Live organizers, give me the reins. Give me the reins for one year of your operation and I will give you happy customers. You can even put new new signage. Peppa Pig Live. Now, it doesn't suck. Peppa Pig Live. Last one blue, this one don't. Peppa Pig Live. Oink oink. Well, that doesn't refer to the new, the new version. Peppa Pig Live. Pig shit's gone. Hello, sunshine. And then you get kind of edgy. Then the audience is like the parents are like, whoa, I need to go see what they're talking about now. So that's my uh, my review. So uh, out of five Peppas, that gets a negative one out of five Peppas. Peppa Pig Live gets negative one. And I'm not alone on this. Every parent. That uh, we have heard from since agreed a thousand percent. Saying I've seen better and I have. I have witnessed better grade seven school productions. If you're a kid's show, sing along songs, constant movement. You can't do a play with a character that's never been involved in the show and puppets that the kids can't figure out how they're working and why those people are standing behind them. You can't confuse the audience out of the gate. Easily fixable. We can fix this Peppa Pig live. We can sell out stadiums. Just give me the keys for one year. Had to get, it, get that off my chest and I'm glad you let me. Uh, by the way, next week... On episode eighty one of Boomsies, we have Canadian living legend Ryan Dempster. A full we haven't done a full interview podcast of Boomsies in a long time. Ryan Dempster came along and we said, Ryan Dempster, we would love to chat for an entire episode. So that was that's coming up next week. In the meantime, so that means we can't get to Boomsies Newsies next week. So we gotta we gotta get our fill of Newsies right now. And producer Tim, the Peppa Pig Live of Boomsies Newsies readers, he's here to deliver them.
1: Yes, Dan. The the first headline uh, just in. Uh, Dan O'Toole delivers hate-filled rhetoric speech against beloved children's character. No, 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 (laughs) no, nope. nope. I have nothing
0: against Peppa. I have a problem with the production values and the execution of Peppa Pig Live.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, How about this news? The NFL, it's back. Uh, NFL annual Hall of Fame game is this week on Thursday. It's a Browns. Okay, Sam, and I'm going to cut you
0: off because okay. I saw I saw a great debate. If you are on social media, Twitter, it's still alive. I don't think it's ever going to die. I visit it several times a day, and right now, if you are covering any sports, people, you are inundated with clips from camps like oh uh, Dak Prescott. Oh, looking horrible right now. Like it's just dissecting practice plays. So someone made a great point. They're like, why do we need to see all this? And does anyone really have that must have that much vested interest in practice footage? Tim, are you all in? Or are you like me where you're like, I, we don't need to see all this.
1: All I care about is the injuries. I want to know who got hurt and who is recovering from last year, et cetera. But yeah, yeah. a lot of people do care, Dan. It's the NFL,
0: you know. What it you is the do? NFL. So we have the the Hall of Fame game coming up.
1: Yep. Uh, no Aaron Rodgers though. The Jets said that uh, none of their starters are going to play. Uh, there was an announcement from the NFL though this week that uh, Nickelodeon is going to do an alternate Super Bowl prod- broadcast. Um, for this year's game, which will be tailored to kids. I don't. Yeah. The, I've never, I've never watched one of those Nickelodeon broadcasts, but apparently they're very popular. So they're going to do it for the super bowl. Okay. I do like this. I do
0: like getting kids involved in trying to appease their viewing habits, but I hope they're also doing a TikTok or a YouTube because if a kid goes to try find the Nickelodeon channel, they can't. They can't find it. No kid under the age of twenty five can find a channel on regular cable. So I just hope they've figured that part out. That they can maybe watch it online or something because viewing habits aren't what like they used to be thirty years ago.
1: They certainly aren't. Um, how about uh, predictions, Dan? Way too early predictions. Your Super Bowl matchup and regular season MVP.
0: Okay, um, I'm not really going out on a limb here by saying the Chiefs.
1: By the way, the Chiefs are the favorite right now on Bet Rivers at plus six hundred to win the Super Bowl.
0: How about we go Chiefs, Seahawks, Super Bowl, Chiefs winning it?
1: All right, sounds plausible. MGC? Are Seahawks
0: anywhere within the the conversation of
1: odds-on winners to
0: win in the Super Bowl?
1: They're not in the top ten. Okay uh what about MVP any thoughts Patty Mahomes all right now, let's see Patty Mahomes is currently also the favorite to win the MVP on bet Rivers plus 650.
0: and your Super Bowl matchup is Bill's Cowboys
1: Bill's Eagles Bill's Eagles okay Bill's Eagles with uh Josh Allen plus 800 to win the MVP uh, what about Z? I got the uh, Bills beating the 49ers and Josh Allen as MVP as well.
0: Well, what about the Browns? Browns are your team.
1: The Browns are my team. Uh, I got no faith in the Browns right now. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the Bills. of boy. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, we should probably take uh, time to say thank you to Christine Sinclair. She played... In her final World Cup game for sure, uh, after the F Canada was eliminated from the tournament earlier this week, uh, the 40-year-old was seen taking blade, blades of grass from the pitch and said it's the end of the World Cup and I'm probably not going to play in another one. I'm leaving the one, the pitch one last time in a World Club, Cup. Uh, Sinclair, 190 international goals, an Olympic champion, three-time medalist, soccer legend, not just a Canadian soccer legend, but a soccer legend.
0: Christine Sinclair, I mentioned that uh, golf tournament our old work used to put on. The last one I ever went to, Christine Sinclair was there and she gave a quick speech and the most humble down-to-earth superstar who you can tell that she literally shies away from the attention. And the greatest video I've ever seen regarding Christine Sinclair is this family, their daughter is the biggest Christine Sinclair fan. So they've got a, it's one of those classic videos, they're driving somewhere and they've got a phone pointed on the daughter. I hope I don't tear up. So they're driving like close to the stadium or something that's going on where Team Canada and Christine Sinclair's playing. And the daughter's like, why, why are we here? And the mom or dad says, we're going to see Christine Sinclair play. So the daughter just loses it. And whenever I think of Christine Sinclair, I think of that moment in the impact she has on future Olympians in this country. And it hits home. I'm like, imagine having that type of impact on someone and I hope, I don't know whatever happened to that kid. If she grew up playing soccer, it doesn't matter. Maybe grew up, she's a doctor now. Or maybe she's like 12 now. I don't know when the video was shot. But I would love to get a return to those videos and say, here they are now. But when I think of Christine Sinclair, I think of that video. So search it up. Um, Christine Sinclair. Here, wait, Tim. I'm going to figure this out on the fly. Christine Sinclair fan goes to game Hang on I want to see if I can search this well and that wasn't the correct search Gets for Sinclair, Christine Sinclair fan gets surprised with tickets If I find a link, I'll send it out there somewhere. I'll send it out on Twitter. Now X.
1: Uh, okay, moving on to non-sports related news. Uh, sad news. Paul Rubens, a.k.a. PV PB Herman, uh, passed away this week at age 70 after a uh, lengthy battle with cancer. And you know,
0: the, no one knew he... He wrote a statement like the night before he died and said, not to surprise anyone, but uh, I've been battling this for six years.
1: Yeah. Very sad. It, you know, he was a game changer. You know, Pee Wee's Big Adventure of the movie, but also Pee Wee's Playhouse, which, you know, people still talk about today as a TV show. It, like it was like nothing that's ever
0: been on TV before. Like we grew up in Canada watching Mr. Dress Up. And I don't know, silver basketball, danger, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden Pee Wee's Playhouse comes on and it's like nothing we've ever seen before. And I remember even my parents would be like walking through a room and they're like, what is that? Or it could grab anyone's attention because it was so oddball And you look back now, and a lot of the jokes were geared towards adults. It was just brilliance watching it at any age. And with regards to Pee-wee's Big Adventure movie, Pee-wee is in the movie playing a bellhop. And the scene lasts about two minutes. But the one... (laughs) The one line he delivers, as producer Tim pointed out when we were getting this clip ready, it's not even Pee-wee's voice, but Pee-wee's performance playing a bad actor in a movie is pure brilliance. And this line lives forever in my head.
1: Beijing Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman, you have a telephone call at the front desk.
0: Paging Mr. Herman mr b (laughs) we (laughs) are oh my goodness and every indication is he was the nicest guy on earth i follow eric stone street from modern family on uh social media he sent a video he said this is the last message i got from uh from Mister Rubens, he sends me a message every a video message every day every time on my birthday, and it's so thoughtful. It's so, and he would do that for all his friends' birthdays. So, it makes us want to be better humans. He's one of those people where you look at how he lived his life, and you're like, I can do a hell of a lot better. Here, I'm thinking texting someone on their birthday. Ah, that that should do. I'm like. No, that's not going to do. From now on, I'm doing video messages. I'm going to drop Jack Armstrong lingo. It's your birthday. Get that garbage out of here. Steal all his catchphrases. I don't care, but I'm videoing it up. Be a better person. Thanks, Pee-wee Herman. pee hey. hey, Mr. Herman. Mr. Wee. <clears throat> let me try that again. Pagey, Mr. Herman, Mr. Wee Herman, there's a golfer with the desk. Thank
1: you. I uh, got time for one last story. Let's uh, do it, Tim. Let's end with, on a high note. With the massive, massive success of the Barbie film, uh, Mattel suddenly discovered that they have IP that they can exploit. Okay, so, so I now, saw this
0: list, and I thought these were all made up, but these are actual projects that are in the works. These are, I stress, these are not made up.
1: No. Uh, they are have plans for like 45 movies. Uh, so far, 17 have been announced. Here are some of them. Uh, Polly Pocket movie with Girl Star and writer Alina Dunham writing and directing with Lily Collins starring... Uh, an Uno movie. Uh, okay, wait. Action. So will they be poly Pocket characters? I have no idea. I, I I don't know if it's animated or live. I have no idea. Okay. I'm assuming it's live action if it's Lena Dunham. Uh, Uno will be an action heist comedy set in Atlanta's hip-hop scene. There will be a sur- surrealistic movie uh, of Barney, which I just cannot wrap my head around. Um Magic 8-Ball, which is going to be a horror will Okay, that'll be, that'll
0: be a good cheap thriller, like a horror movie.
1: Like a Magic 8-Ball that actually does work and tells you actual things, I guess. Like you have you're, to you're do to what it says. Or you're about to die or something. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Masters of the Universe, which I can't believe they haven't done anything, a live-action version of Masters of the Universe before now.
0: Yeah, because it it looks kind of campy when they try to do it. It looks very low budget.
1: Yeah, I guess they didn't they didn't they do a like Kevin Smith? I think did some animated thing on Netflix that was really popular. I think uh, like can we get back
0: to the Uno movie? How do you make an Uno movie? Like I've been in some heated Uno card games in which someone puts on a pickup two and then it piles up and then you get a pickup four and the people are like you can only go to a certain number and we're like no it's unlimited and then i see uno the other day uh, someone posted a reddit where the actual uno maker said you cannot put a pickup two on top of another pickup two and the people's response was hey you guys made the cards we can handle it from here
1: yeah uh, so that would do we totally get, change is it the a, game.
0: Is it a heated Uno game in which like there's a fight that breaks out? I just don't know how you can create an entire movie about a card game.
1: I don't know. Maybe there's like an Uno tournament with a million dollar grand prize and so I have no idea. Or you just throw reverse cards down every time the cops get close. I don't know. Oh, Tim, I
0: like this. I like spitball on. I like brainstorming. And and it just gets my head right into an Uno game where you've got You got to map out strategy, how to, and you really want to screw one person next to you, but you don't want to screw the person on the other. And then sometimes the tables get flipped and you got to screw that person you don't want to screw.
1: That sounds almost like a porn movie, but sure.
0: (laughs) Well, I was trying to figure out another (laughs) word instead of say screw, but then it was the F word and I didn't, I don't want to to inundate this podcast with f bombs uh
1: okay last three here i got on the list uh hot wheels jj abrams was working on something about that which again i can't believe they haven't done like there's a gran turismo movie coming out this summer so you figure they would have done hot
0: then there's right a now. hot wheel show uh, hosted by our buddy rutledge where they build hot wheels tracks like
1: yeah, th- or they build tracks and stuff don't they it's like I think I they build it.
0: Hot Wheels cars like they try they they draw it up and then they try to build it in real life.
1: Oh, okay. That's mm-hmm. kinda cool. Yeah. Uh a Thomas to Tank engine, which again, can't believe they haven't done anything with that before. And finally Rock'em Sock 'em robots with Vin Diesel set to star in the story about a father and son who bond with an advanced war machine.
0: Mm, that's dumb. Uh the the Thomas the Train. Did uh, Ringo Starr not voice Thomas the Train originally?
1: He didn't voice the train. He was the conductor, as was uh, George Carlin for a long time, and Alec Baldwin. Oh. I never knew that.
0: Yeah, I bet my, you my, that if my Thomas kids were the big Train, if Thomas the Train did a live action performance, it wouldn't suck balls like Peppa Pig live.
1: I actually took my uh, oldest son was very into Thomas when he was little and we took him down to Pennsylvania to see Thomas, the tank engine. Like they had an actual train engine there that was decked out like Thomas with the eyes and everything. Uh, Yeah. Expensive.
0: But were you not entertained? Well, he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is for the kids. Yeah. But you got to entertain them. So imagine you show up to see Thomas the Trank train live. And instead of it's a, it's a human there.
1: Well, to it be wouldn't clear, make any sense, it, it wasn't like he was entertaining. Anyway, like it was an actual train on a track that was decked out. Like Thomas with like covering on it. And it pulled a, a few passenger cars and he got to ride in the passenger cars and see, and you get your picture taken with it and stuff. But he went, he didn't say anything. Because it's an actual train.
0: Hmm. Okay. Still, still seems better than Peppa Pig Live.
1: Yeah, it does. And uh, that's it for this week.
0: Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to Ryan Dempster next week. Um, in the meantime, hug someone and be nice. doesn't cost you anything.
1: Welcome to Boomsies with Daniel Toosie. Live from or no in the heart of Ontario. Oh baby Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.